2: Margaret a fiend coming out. You stick on, stick that big lead, red light bulb on for a fiend.
1: And who's partner? The top end of Stevenson.
0: Okay, going
2: to take the bump for this. He's going to bump for it. I'ma
0: take the bump for you.
2: I'ma take the bump
0: for you.
2: Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. It's Rab Florence here, and I am joined. Today in the studio by producer John. Producer John is here. You'll know him from the well, you'll know him for us, for us game abuse on oh, this. But you'll also know him for the the Marx podcast as well. Very intelligent man. I know we game a lot of abuse. But he's a very smart man. Very intelligent, very smart man. John, why is Grado not here today? Um he said he was he's doing that wrestler thing of just like faking
1: injuries, um, because he's 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 nowhere to be seen. So um well wait he might run in,
2: but he might be running at some point. Gredo Gredo is ducking me. He's du- he's duck you know how sometimes when when the the challenge is getting too hit he, you, you duck the fight, you're ducking the fight, he's ducking it he's ducking me. Don't duck me. Don't duck me, don't duck me.
1: He's get, he's got a lot going on, I guess. He's got a radio show. He's starting. got a lot going on, there's a pandemic there's a pandemic
2: on the go what is it going on? <laughs> That's a good point. Getting... Listen, I'm here for the fans, mate. I'm here for the fans. Might be great. I'm it. sure he'll tumble. Um What have you been? How have you been enjoying this? Uh, this shutdown, John. Have you been enjoying it?
1: Not particularly, Robert. Not particularly. Um, I've been watching a lot of wrestling, though, so that's that's been good. Yeah, I've 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 went back to kind of you know watching some of the old uh, Attitude Era raw stuff. That's why I've got an ode to that. I've got the Mean Street Posse in my background today. A very yeah. underrated, a very underrated faction in my, in, in my books. Pete Gas. Right. Rodney. Go, right. Go for the just remember. He was the worker. Uh, the worker. He was the worker.
2: Joey Legend? Oh, Joey Abs.
1: No. Joey
2: Abs. Oh man, Joey Legend. No, there. no, 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 that. Yeah, nearly I, all Joey Abs.
1: They were actually all Shane's childhood pals. This was a genuine. They were actually genuinely his pals. Anyway. That's true. Here's Portland. a question for
2: you. Here's a right. question for you, John. Who if you well, Shane McMahon, right? If you if you were in that position, and your dad says to you, "Listen, I want you to get three of your childhood pals together for oh,
1: right, 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 a right.
2: faction," Aye. in the wrestling. Do you have three pals that you would have been able to call up who would have been able to day?
1: What I, I, the mainstream? Well, he did? I, well, I played rugby a wee bit, and like, well, I would certainly. Oh, I here would, we go. Here we.
2: Go. I would
1: I would call up Stephen Jap, right? Because we used to have a wee back room, a back you know, a back garden ring set up in the garden. Uh-huh. He was pretty good. He was pretty good. Um, and I'm, I'm going to put in Paul Hack as well into that. He's uh, now a doctor. Paul Hack? He's got to get, listen, he's now, a, listen to this for a wrestler's name. He's now a doctor. He's called Dr. Hack. That's
2: fucking, that's brilliant, man. That's so, Dr. Hack. is brilliant.
1: So Dr. Hack and Stephen Jap are my mean street or in a perforate drive posse, is it, as I'm going to go. Who, who's in
2: yours? Neither they. were all shite bags. I ah, was right, at school waiting. I could, and we did a wee bit of Barkley album as well. Back in the day, and I, I beat them all, man. I beat them what? all. We used to date backyard and run, um, run the tenements, run the back at uh, my sister's house. We did a fair amount of that, um, and we used to do a wee bit it in my garden as well. Uh, but they were all, they were all shite. They were all. None of them could, of them could hang with me, mate. You know what I mean? I fly solo. I don't have a street. I don't need one. I never needed a mean right, str- horsey, mate. Did I you was, have a
1: finisher, Rob? Out of interest, did you have a finisher? What was your finisher?
2: I did My wrestler name, actually, I can't believe I've never spoken about this on the show. No, no. My wrestler name when I was uh, a wee guy was the Shadow Master. The Shadow Master? hmm What was your gimmick? Um, basically, I was I was for the dark side, right? Right. I was build
1: the, as, build from the dark side, I'm hoping. From the dark out. side,
2: hailing right. from the dark side. Right, okay. The Shadow Master. Um, and my finishing move was a, a move called the Total Eclipse. And how did that all work? My out? Mates, all my mates were scared to take. They were scared to take the finisher. <laughs> and basically, what you did is you'd bend the guy you are in front of you, right? And then you'd pull his arms through his legs, and then you pull the arms towards you so his head goes bang into the grun. No. <laughs> the reason why everybody was scared to take it was because your head just had to hit the grun. <laughs> your There's no way you just had to hit the gun. You know what I mean? Then we right. walked out away a Wyatt day in the total flips where it was merely a kind of flip where you could actually roll on your head, but it still looked pretty good. Anyway, that was my let's move on to the, the correspondence for the <laughs> listeners. Nobody wants to hear about my childhood uh my childhood wrestling career. Nobody wants to hear that. Um Stephen McCabe has got back in touch with the wrestlers in Strange Places chat as he reports when King Booker was the champ? He and his wife done a signing in the spa at View Park. Can now, that possibly? be
1: true? I I don't know if this is this. He got. To, why would uh, Booker T at the time as world champ appear at the spa of View
2: Park? Hold I'm on, John. Have to Hold Google on. This. You're saying why would he at the time when he was a champ? Forget about that. Why would Booker T at any point in his career be doing a signing in the spa? Do you know what? I've not. What I mean? I, I've not fact-checked this. I really should have fact-checked
1: this before I You need this on to fact-check that
2: one. We need... Does anybody else know anything? Please get in touch if you know anything about this. King Booker signing. Although, here's the weird thing. See Stephen McCabe saying his wife was there as well during the signing? That makes it feel more real to me. That makes it seem more real. Please get in touch. if This is true because we need to verify that You, you our, would suspect... Totally
1: you would suspect... I've just Googled it there. Spar View Park Booker T. You would suspect that something would have popped up with that, but I'm not seeing anything... Mm -hmm. Um, Some of these
2: things get lost to time Pablo has got his young son, Ben Who's three years old To date a wrestler's catchphrase So listen to this, folks You need to hear this Here we go Can you smell what the
1: rock
0: is cooking?
2: Can you smell what the rock is cooking? I (laughs) like it After Droolay doing a challenge to Chris Sutton uh, We were looking for ideas of footballers Who would make good wrestlers God, you just love these things, didn't you, John? Oh, I love, I, you, listen, you kind of I come from commercial radio Rab, you This you is my it.
1: bread and butter. My bread and butter is this kind of shit. He
2: loves it. Kev says, uh, Bo Baldi would make a good review. Well, of course. Of ah. course, he's in chant and everything, isn't he? He's <laughs> chant. Um, William Taggart, Reno Gattuso, nah. ICW's Chris Toll, presenter of our Big Brother podcast, Football Daft, says, Baldy... Keen, Mialbe, Gravson, and Foster, the five times of the apocalypse, <laughs> uh, as was, Chris Toll's always representing for Selick. Everybody's forgetting about Terry Hurlock at uh, Rangers. we back in the day. I'm a wee bit older than the rest of you, big Terry Hurlock would have done a good turn in a British wrestling as well, a heel back in the day.
1: Well done in balancing that up, Rabbi. In Grado's absence.
2: You're welcome, mate. I'm welcome. I'm even happy to... Please, the Rangers fans out there, for the sake of the show. Uh, we continue to look for Wrestlers Day in Strange Hings while in self-isolation. This week, Will Osprey has recreated an old Shawn Michaels picture as he is naked on a bed with a Rev Pro belt. Oh, I've got to Google that, quick. Let's see that. No one in any fucking rush to see that, let me tell you. What would Vader have made of that? Huh? What would Vader have fucking made of that? I'm not have been happy with that But Boy Smith Jr. is becoming a dab hand at making sushi. Oh, well done, Davey. It's good to have a hobby. Drake Maverick, a.k.a. Spud, keeps filming himself standing in front of the telly while films like The Kid, the Kid Jaws and Wayne's World play in the background. Well, that's a, you know, he, he's got a good taste in films, this guy. You need to check out. Uh, you appreciate How, it. Where huh? will I see it? Where do we see this, by the way, Drake it's, Maverick?
1: It's, then, it's, it's, on his, it's on his Twitter. It's all about his reactions. He's just standing in front of the telly ah. as... as uh, Things happen by you. It. it was
2: brilliant. You'll appreciate it. I will check out. Funny guy. Funny guy. He's a guy who's had some of the funniest wrestling uh, stories and gimmicks I think there's ever been. I think he's brilliant. And uh, David Blaze, we're still watching him. And of course, we're going to be talking to David later on the show uh, this week. He's been quiet on TikTok, but he has taken up. the Garage's Facebook this Sunday. That's the Garage Nightclub in Glasgow. To a live Facebook video of Davey's Kitchen Nightmares. He's in the cookery show. Davey blazes after he's not, man. I love him. We will need to ask him about that later. He's, he's our guest in this week's show, so we'll have a chat to him about all that stuff. And if you spot any wrestlers with weird behaviour during self isolation, I'll just want to get in touch with us about any of that, or just random wrestling related stuff, I'll just chat to us, please. We're just lonely. We're stuck in the house. We're lonely. Get us. His- on Twitter at Wrestling Daft on Instagram at Wrestling Daft Podcast and just Wrestling Daft on Facebook or email us at WrestlingDaft at gmail.com Every week we like to separate the good for the bad the coronavirus for the corona beer <laughs> God, Love that one love, love. love that one Love that one Keep them coming Keep them coming <laughs> Love it As we bury and put over stuff for the world of pro wrestling No. John, since you are filling in this week for yeah. Guido. I think it's your turn to tell us what you're going to be burying and what you're going to be putting over. Have you have you ever done this? You used do this in I, the Marks podcast days. Oh,
1: oh. We, we, we go through all the shows and we bury. And I know you over. talk
2: about everything. I know you talk about everything, yeah, but you don't yeah, do yeah. specifically this. No. So what you want to bury and what you want to put over this week? John? Right,
1: well, let's start off with... The, I'm going to go for, for the NXT stuff because I enjoyed that show and I watched that this week. So I'm going to bury... It's the only
2: show you watched. That's what it means. Uh, it's, it's pretty much. only watched the NXT show. That's what that means.
1: It pretty much is. What don't that
2: fucking means. pull, but you. You, you don't play the <laughs> tricks with me, John. I'm, I'm, the, I'm a, am I'm, I'm an old master at the tricks, right? Oh, okay, uh, so let's focus on. No, okay See this week. Let's focus on NXT, John. Right, right. Thanks. thanks. I don't know if you saw the NXT show. What? Did you see the I, NXT show? I did. I caught
1: that one, Rob. I caught that right. one.
2: Let's, okay. Right. Okay. Well, let's focus on that. Okay. So
1: I'm going to go to the the kind of. Thing that everyone's been talking about from that show was the Gargano Champa, um, the kind of cinematic match, which was the third cinematic match that WWE had done that week. Now it's it's really split this the internet this one. People are loving it. People are hating it. Wh- have you seen it yet, Rab?
2: I have not. I don't even have any idea they did a match like that.
1: They did it. it was uh, Triple H had said, "We're gonna find an empty building. I'm gonna put a ring on it, and then when I leave, you guys go on it." And that's the end of the situation, you know, kind of thing. So it was all very dramatic. So they got this ring in the middle of this building. It says empty building, but there was, of course, tables lying around there, garbage cans, uh, chairs, and all sorts of weaponry. Um, But I'm going to put over the match as a whole because it's really people are people have been hating it online, but I really enjoyed it. It's just a shame it was the without you know to bring a conclusion to that whole. Champa, Gargano, you know, series of matches. That this was the last one uh, without the crowd being there. But I thought it was. I thought it was really good. There's there's bits yeah, you can yeah. pick up on it in terms of the production and stuff. But it was it was but really it, is,
2: good. it is time for them to move on anyway, innit
1: it? I'd like. I keep going on about. It. I'd like to see it finishing in a hell in a cell between the two of them. But
2: I need to watch that. I mean, I'm just looking at wee clips it here on YouTube, and it's and it it's looking interesting. Um, I I, I, looks like, I looks like I would like that. So what are you burying then, mate?
1: What am I burying this week? Uh, I'm going to have to bury. Right, let me just have a look here.
2: Back at You're too notes. nice a guy to bury things, man. I know, You're struggling do you know with
1: what? burying, aren't you? I, I, I actually have to bury it, and a lot of people have um, agreed with it. I think the WWE uh, being classed as an essential business in these times, <laughs> I don't think... You know, there's reports today about Linda McMahon handing 18.5 million dollars over to Florida and all this sort of stuff. I don't think in these times, you know, I love wrestling, but with all this going on in the world, you know, this kind of wrestling is essential business. I don't think it's nah. It just just doesn't sit well with me.
2: Maybe we only have a fucking podcast, so it's essential. Shite I yeah, forget what I is, just mate. said. It's, it's essential it is, <laughs> Revert. So sack that, right, delete sack that, cut that, 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 that out of the do show. Do that, do that. No, the punters have, sp- have been speaking. I'm not going to... see You know what? I'm going to focus on nothing this, this week. I've decided it's time to focus on... Here's what I'm going <clears> to <throat> bury and what I'm going to put over. I'm going to put over Chris Jericho this week, who's been... Who's been taking that? He's, you know, he's still been doing his work at his AEW. He's still been doing brilliant work, actually, brilliant work on commentary. Uh, I love these promo and that. drone a, f- a few weeks ago, um, and but he's also on Instagram and on social media, being very positive in terms of, um, you know, putting kind of supportive messages out to the audience about getting through the pandemic and stuff like that. I think he's been, he's been uh, navigating the pandemic in a very classy way, uh, which doesn't surprise me, Barry. I'm not like Barry anybody. I'm just feeling too. It's too emotional a time to bury people for me. Uh, Liam, oh, and I haven't watched yet uh, the Steve Austin Broken Skull Session with Ric Flair. Oh, you love it. You'll love it. I've not watched it yet. So I imagine that's going to be great. I'm going to sit and watch that this weekend. Uh, Liam Wiseman got in touch However, with her. He's going to put our Steve Austin, the Broken Skull Sessions, of quality watch in the bath, beefing a tab. Right. What the fuck <laughs> does that mean? What does beefing a tab mean? What does in the bath beefing a tab
1: mean? I think that means he's in the bath having a smoke, is it not? I don't know. I've never heard the term beefing
2: for a smoke. Beefing but a tab? Liam Wiseman. It's that, that like having a wank. In, in the to... bath, beefing a tab? What the? I mean, what is going on in people's heads? What's going on in people's mouths: <laughs> He's going to bury Rollins. He hopes Drew squashes him soon. He sounds like a flu in the summer and he shows people where he pees be. What the hell man? Liam Wiseman's up, he's not. We need to get Liam on this show. We need to. Liam's a listener of the week. In a tab. Not right. That much. right. I'm gaining it the new. Nobody's gonna beat gonna beat this this input for Liam Wiseman here. Calzo. Calzo. wants to bury Meltzer all day, every day, just for being a wee fanny. Ah man. I, I stopped listening to Meltzer fucking ten years ago. You know what I mean? He wants to put all the XFL for being another waste of time and money that we all knew it would be. How Now, hold on here. I don't think that's fair because obviously the XFL is another story. It went bankrupt, basically. Um, but was it no day and well before this all happened? Were people, you were getting a lot of football fans saying, hold on, this is maybe yeah. some good ideas here.
1: They seem, they seem to have had it right this time as opposed to the absolute disaster it was last time. I don't know if you've ever heard the, the Bruce Pritchard episode about the XFL, but it's sounding like an absolute fuck-coster or coster-fuck, whatever way you want to put it around. But it seemed to be, it's from what I, I heard and what I read, it seemed to be doing really well this time.
2: It's a weird one. It's a weird one. Cemetery Girl 13 wants to bury anybody that compares Lawler's comment to the Attitude Era. The Attitude Era had its place in time and now it's over. People need to move on to right? That's the and what we've just talked about the Ram and Nido moonsault situation. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, that it was a really, I mean, lower he's over in his 70s now. For fuck knows why he was anywhere near, he should be self isolating that boy. Um, but uh,
2: time moves on, and it's like I said about Curnett in the past, eventually, these guys need to get put to the pasture. I know it's like, it doesn't feel like the right thing to say because people have these storied careers and all, and they're, they're legends and stuff like that. But some, some people just only me a fit for the time they're in. And maybe it is time that the Jerry Lawler kind of just, you know, that doesn't he disappear for the scene but took Mary a backseat and, and enjoy looking back on his legacy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, um, aye. So, Cemetery Girl 13 also wants to put over herself for cancelling the WWE Network a bold move it's a bold move at this time to cancel the WWE network and she wants to bury the comments that Ronda Rousey made on John Stevo's podcast No place for it the comments being about it being fake fighting and all that kind of stuff and the fans are only appreciating and all that Ronda Rousey is she was brilliant she came in and she was brilliant and the fans didn't appreciate her I don't think she came in and she was brilliant. She was absolutely brilliant in the ring. Her matches were great. Uh, but I don't buy any of this. And I know she's saying, I'm you know, I'm shooting for it, but I'm just saying what it is. I'm not working anybody around that. If, if Rousey ever does come back, she's going to come back as a heel. She's going to come in uh, as a monster heel and stuff like that. And this is good honour, man, for hitting it with this pattern. And also, there is... I mean, it is fake fighting. It is fake fighting. <laughs> it's so... It's skillful. It's an art form. Uh, It's a million times for me better than MMA. I would. I'm never going to sit and watch fucking MMA. But you know, I'm always going to watch wrestling. I love wrestling. But but a real fighter like Ronda Rousey calling it fake fighting. How anybody can be offended by that? I just don't understand. I don't understand it. I
1: mean, reading between reading between the lines on it. I think it's a work because the WWE have kind of pounced upon this and they've done. They've I've seen that it's been on that shitey program, the bump and stuff. They've been talking about it and CM Punk was picking it up and all that sort of stuff. So I think it's it sounds like a work to me, and I wouldn't be surprised if Rousey turns up, costs Becky the title, and then Shayna Baszler gets the title, and then they go on a rampage and it up in Survivor Series with a four horsewoman and a. Uh, MMA versus the four horse of the WWE.
2: That's what I reckon. Even even if it is near work, it's absolutely what uh, you know what uh, MMA fighter should be saying Aye. about wrestling for the outset. Here's for anybody that's listening, here's what she's actually I'm instead spending my time and my energy on a bunch of fucking ungrateful fans that don't even appreciate. I was just like, fuck these fans, dude. My Family loves me. They appreciate me. I want all my energy to go. Fine. That's totally fine. And, and how, why Roman Reigns doesn't he think that? I don't understand. Why? In his career where he was like, you know, fuck these fucking idiots, man. Booing me. You know what I mean? Or are, are, are people who would chant, you can't wrestle. at John Cena. The, the, the fucking outrage. The outrage of wrestling fans who profess to be... Um, to be admirers of the art form, wrestling fans who claim to be knowledgeable about the history of wrestling, having the fucking cheek to chant, you can't wrestle at John Cena. It was, it's a fucking disgrace. And so seeing wrestlers saying fuck these fans, I'm always fine with it. I'm always fine with it because there is a large proportion of fans who don't even realize that they're getting worked. When they're getting worked and they fucking work themselves into a shoot. You know what I mean? <laughs> Chris, Grant, uh, Chris Grant wants to bury uh, Seth Rollins being in the title picture again. Can't take any merry. I mean, he's shit, promos, he's promo voice. I'm enjoying Seth Rollins in there personally. Yeah, And once they put up Andrade and Angel Garza, they're absolutely brilliant. Uh, Scott McKenzie, he buried the King's casual racism on Raw and put the decision to feud Drew and Seth, which looks like a good first one for Drew as champ. Absolutely. I mean, you can't have any complaints. I think as a big high profile first uh, kind of rivalry. You know what I mean? Sean Cooper wants to bury WWE for going back to live shows on USA Network and Fox for no pulling the plug. And whoever the governor was that deemed them an essential business, fucking lunatics a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and he wants to put over the high spots network for giving me plenty of alternatives to watch. Um, yeah, Scott wants to bury the full WWE, sadly, due to them putting lives at risk in day live shows. Sadly, nay wrestlers have the buzz to protest. Although, um, big, what's his name? Um, the Ryback. B- himself on his Twitter account was having a wee go at WWE saying, you know, and saying to the wrestlers, just fucking don't turn up. Don't do it. Everybody was like, it's easy for you to say, mate. Sitting in there. <laughs> Um It's a very difficult situation. It's a very difficult situation. People want to work as well. I'm sure there's plenty of them that want to go out and do their business. And very tricky. It's very tricky. It's very hard to criticize people at I mean, these moments.
1: It's really it's really interesting here, and obviously I mean they had the they had the the plans were to obviously record the, the for the next five weeks and then that mm. was meant to happen on Friday with SmackDown and then they basically Vince has come in and pulled the pre record and went live. Now it's there's all sorts of rumors circulating about contracts and all that sort of stuff, but I mean you've got to put the wrestlers' health if first in these times you know and I know we wouldn't have a podcast if we didn't speak about it but it's like you know for example Roman Reigns who's leukemia that decision he had to make the decision for himself and not the WWE making it for him you know it, there has to be a point where they have to go around and go I mean AEW have recorded five or six weeks worth so they should be alright but you look at WWE and go come on it's,
2: it's no worth someone's life here you know But but alright I'm going to see it There is no wrestling promotion that puts the health and safety of the performers first. There is no wrestling promotion that exists, as far as I know, that puts the health and safety of the performers first. Every wrestling promotion is built upon saying to guys, are you ready? Can you go? Can you wrestle? And wrestlers being like, aye, I can go, and that's good enough for them. And they get sent out. It's why you've always had wrestlers dying young. It's why you've got wrestlers working the scene just now who have personal issues that are difficult to deal with and stuff like that because it's just this constant treadmill of working, 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 working to serve the promotion. Uh, everything has to keep going. The live shows need to keep continuing, all that kind of stuff. That is what the wrestling industry is built upon. The wrestling industry isn't it built upon, are you all right? Are you all right physically? Are you all right mentally? It's never been built on that. True. True. To get AEW, AEW, when they when they launched, to be fair to them, they you know, they were making a lot of noises about, you know, trying to move things more in that direction. You know, but even they are still, you can see with this, the fact they're still continuing, you're saying, well, that's no really ideal, is it? Really, you would have imagined, if I was going to predict, I would have imagined AEW would have went, we're going to shut down, yeah. and we're going to send all our workers home to their families, and we're going to go again when the time is right. But... Yeah. You know, it's the wrestling business and the wrestling business has never put the, the, the welfare of their workers first. And I'm including everybody in this, you know what I mean? And obviously, you know, I know people who run promotions and they're all good people and stuff like that. But it's just the fact, it's the fact of the business is that um, if that was a priority, I don't know if there would be a wrestling business. I don't know if there could be a wrestling business if the priority was the safety the people performing in that ring or the priority was the welfare and the the people. I mean, how, how the hell would you, how, would the, how the hell would that be be a wrestling business that we recognize, you know? Ideally, it would be unionized. Ideally, it would be, it would be unionized and there would be some kind of representatives for wrestlers that, you know, could, could step in and could mediate and all that kind of stuff. But it just isn't that kind of business. You know what I mean? It's still at its heart a kind of carny world. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And we're just seeing that, and this is us seeing the sharp edge here when something like like this happens. People are going, "How can they still be continuing?" And you're like, "Well, because that's the whole fucking mentality of the business. That is the mentality." And everybody saying Vince McMahon's up, he's not, but he's, he's no really. There's so many of these promotions that if they could get away with, it, they would continue running. The difference is he can get away with. Are we in a rant now? Let's move on. <laughs> So in these times of self-isolation, it's time to get more content for Wrestling Daft by signing up to our Patreon. Um, Now, we've set up three tiers, which you can choose to get involved with at patreon.com slash Daft. Tier one, Cruiserweight Champion, which is $4. That's about three quid a month. Knowing that you get a patron-only chat community, ad-free versions of all the episodes, full unedited version with all the nonsense in it, random bonus content, the video version of the Marks podcast and you can vote on what you want to see featured in the list of wrestling that. So a wee bit of interaction there, can't tier beat it. Tier 2, Intercontinental Champion, which is $10 a month, that's about 7 quid, 70. You get everything in Tier 1 as well as a video version of this podcast every week. Bonus episode once a month. That's always something different, it's always going to be something different, we mix that up. Tier 3, World Heavyweight Champion, which is $20 a month, that's about 15 quid. Everything in the previous tiers, as well as free tickets to every live event once we're allowed to get out of self-isolation and actually do some live events. Come on! Demi, shirt sure of a design of a choice. You need to sign up for a minimum of three months to get that, but then you can have any t-shirt you want. Plus, you get to feature on one of our shows as one of our marks, which is a treat, I'm sure. So, if you fancy that, fancy becoming one of our patrons, sign up now at patreon.com slash as we would love to welcome you to the roster, my friend
1: you just made the list it's
2: time for the list of wrestling daft now this week on our Patreon we asked for you guys to vote on a list of wrestling daft remember you can vote by signing up for $4 a month at patreon.com slash daft, then you have control of the show it's like um, what, what was it called Cyber Tuesday or something Cyber Saturday do you remember the WWE used to do Cyber Saturday the events where well, it was like when the internet first kind of they were like Cyber Saturday you can vote no no Th- this week it was between the best matches to happen outside the ring after the back of the Boneyard match and all that kind of stuff and the greatest moments in Scottish wrestling after back of Drew's win at Mania and the votes are in and winning with 78% of the vote, people wanted to take their list of the greatest moments in Scottish wrestling. So I'll tell you, my top three. Easy peasy. Right after right tapping my head. I'm really disappointed that Grado isn't here because there's going to be a lot of smoke blowing up in his arse right now. Oh, he's missing this. He's missing this. I'm so delighted he's not here, actually, because the look on his face when he hears some of this would be a fucking... It would be too hard to bear. I couldn't <laughs> bear it seeing that big smile on his face. Um, no, So, this is Grado. You're not here just now, but this is very much in tribute to you, this section, pal. We love you. Scotland loves you, mate. We love you. I love you. So, my number three has got to be Grado beating Drew for the ICW Heavyweight Championship. Lightning in town. On the way back to uh, the still chair.
1: Red lighted brother In the ring, there's no referee. Will Dallas. This happens. This happened. This happened. He here is your winner, and
0: you I can't believe what I'm hearing it. I, I can't believe what I'm hearing it. It's not an official referee. Gredo.
2: That's my number three. Number two for me is um, Gredo. Uh, versus Red Lightning. Red Lightning versus Gradle. I believe it was the, I'm pretty sure it was the Super Smoking Thunder Bowl, I think.
0: The man has become a viral sensation, and right now, he puts Red in the corner. The kick! Oh, a kick! Look at the kick! He's going for the cover!
2: One, two, what?! He Gredo is the ICW champion! It was that first, when Grado first came in, go booked the ICW, then had that rivalry with Red Lightning. The one that was covered in the Vice documentary, uh, oh. that was number two for me, it was oh, that cool. match, that build-up to that, because that was when it felt like the Scottish scene was taking fire, right? It was, like it was gone on fire at that point, and I still believe Red Lightning is Grado's greatest enemy, man. You know what I mean? Red Lightning is Grado's greatest rival for me. And always will be. Um, there's been nobody. has been nobody better. And my number one, mate, the number one for Scottish wrestling moments has got to be the epoch-shattering, uh, industry-altering <laughs> uh, underdog. Like legacy-wise, only people that know know how significant this event was. But it was an event, mate, called Kelvin Brawl
1: hempo you can piss off Old Ciernan, you, you can piss off Shireen Nanjanani,
0: but will you piss off Grado, Will you're nanti. It's Friday night, me and Florence are going to take on you and Red Lightning, and I'm telling you, I'm going to leave you lying in that ring of like a pile of shite, and I'm telling you, you're going to be looking up at the stars thinking to myself, what did I get myself into, what did I get myself into, and you'll
1: be lying there thinking to yourself, Christ. My memory, my legacy, is all going to be remembered up there with the likes of wee burnies. It's yourself. I'll out of here.
2: It took place. It was the last night at the Kelvin Hall. It took place in there on the last night, and my God, the things that happened on that show. The bodies that were in that room. The bodies that were in that room. Can't um, remember that. It was something like 1,500. I think It was around about 1,500 in that room in a Kelvin Hall. Beautiful production. Beautiful presentation. Big wolf gang coming out on a motorbike. Old historic, historic boxing weight champion, uh, historic boxing champion Jim Watt, in the fucking ring, right? After the after the line in a, a Noam Darn match, and Johnny Moss coming down as the Englishman, giving Jim Watt some abuse, man. Jim Watt just fucking putting Johnny Moss right in his ass, man, knocking him out with one punch. Incredible, the roof came off. Who booked this, by the way? Because I don't think that was told the promotion was it was being great. All right, yeah, Paul, all right, okay. that the ran this show? However, however, though, right, let me put a bit of context in as well. There was was beautiful stuff, though, is backstage to see all the the Scottish wrestling scene. Not all the Scottish wrestling scene, but a lot of the Scottish wrestling scene backstage uh, before that show. Mark Dallas there. uh, So you had Dallas, you had Kid Fight there. They were helping out. They're they're guys who are running other promotions, and they were helping out to put their show on, to make their show work to make this show happen because they knew that the whole objective behind it was just to just to try and get a live audience in to see see a big show and see how good these wrestlers were. You know what I mean? How good these wrestlers were. Um, you know, and we had Nikki there, with Nikki Storm there, and we had uh, you know Frankie Boyle turning up at the end and Kaylee Ray and Coffee and so many so many people involved that are new in the WWE and stuff like that. But it was just a beautiful night and also a high point for me in Scottish wrestling because it's not just about what people saw in the ring on that night. What it also is, is me and Greg were backstage at that show, and the the spirit between all the wrestlers and the common attitude that we all wanted something to do well. The kind of sense of, um, the sense of kind of camaraderie and the sense of brotherhood and sisterhood behind just trying to put on a good show. No egos. No bullshit. Nee, you know, it was no you always hear the, these stories in independent wrestling about rings hiring rings and the turning up and things getting sabotaged. It was smooth as butter because everybody was all working together to make it happen. And the reason why everybody was working together like that was because everybody knew everybody involved knew that the scottish wrestling scene was just ready to kick off it was ready to kick off and it had safe haunts with you know w and and pbw and bcw and all these promotions that were there it was just ready to go and it was a great it was the best it was the best and also i'm brilliant and also i'm the best and i'm brilliant rap why like it's
1: always interesting to me because you and greg put on this show right why mm-hmm. did you did you, were you just pitched one night and decide do you know what it's kelvin brawl the kelvin hall's coming to an end. Why's just put on a wrestling show? What made what brought this all together? I know we're gonna do a show on this, but I'm really intrigued to what brought this whole thing
2: to life. It was part it was partly, John, that we it was partly that we went, wouldn't it be brilliant to just do like a couple of marks? Wouldn't it be brilliant to just put on a wrestling show, right? It was partly that. But it was also it was also genuinely like, let's see if we can try and day if we can try and do a big show. We kind of started a wee bit smaller with Orin War when we had that first show and we had it up Orin War, but and it was nice and it was a bit different. We thought, let's see if we can try and bring an audience that wouldn't ordinarily watch wrestling and they watch your wrestling. That was the whole idea. We had no doubt in our minds that left, if we, if we didn't get involved at all, that things were going to happen anyway. But we just kind of thought, let's see if we can kind of help out a wee bit, just make, you know, give a wee, wee honour. And, and see if we can bring some of our audiences in to watch it as well and just try and get it moving a wee bit quicker. Yeah. That was the whole priority. And I remember at the time, I was when we were saying to people like, so are you going to be running a promotion? Or are you going to do a promotion? Or are you going like, to keep going and run more shows? And we were like, no, we're just going to do, we'll do a couple of shows or we'll do a few shows um, and we'll do that and then we'll walk away because we didn't need to do it We didn't because everything was all there. We, we'd have been the biggest assholes in the world if we'd been like, right, we're not just going to run a promotion now, when guys like Dallas and all that had already done so much fucking work, you know what I mean? Um, So, it was really just about, you know, let's just have a set, It it was like a celebration, let's just have a celebration of how good all these people are. And I'll tell you, it's been said before, but, um, the match at Orin War we uh Leinhardt and non Dar was just unbelievable. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I've
1: heard like, loads a, of people talking um, about that.
2: Unbelievable match. Um, um anyway, have, me, you ever,
1: have you ever been tempted, just before we move on to the have you ever been tempted, you and Greg, to do something again? Because I mean it was such I mean, obviously the two shows that you put on were such a success. Or has the IC obviously the rise of ICW kind of you just sort of backed off as a result of that?
2: I think me and Greg me and Greg have Always, kind of low key, thought to ourselves it would be nice to do a, a third one, a decider. Aye. At some point, it would be nice to day, It would be nice to day again at some point. But the time, you know, it's like you say, everything's everything's running well you know, and all that. There's no need for any of that in the minute. Um, you know, absolutely no. But it's just, it was, it was a great time. Let's see what the punters think. Hazy <laughs> says, "I'm not saying this just for a mention, but the Oran <laughs> war has to be mentioned." I mind talking to Wolfgang at some point that night or at a later ICW show and both agreeing it'll probably not get any better than this. Uh, Jamie Murray says Joe Coffey versus Chris Hero or Tommaso Ciampa at Discovery Wrestling must be high up on the list. I didn't realise um, that Coffey fought Ciampa.
1: Oh, oh, Discovery Wrestling? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Did he? Yeah, yeah. Can't, I wonder can't, if that's online to watch. I think. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Fantastic. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll check that one out. I didn't actually realise that happened. Cool. Old Man Jim says, Grado finally getting booked for ICW back in 2012 and kickstarting his career. Yes, great time. Scottish Wrestling Network says, Drew's returned to ICW in 2014 following WWE release. And that really was, he did so well when he came back to ICW, man. Sandy says, Grado winning the ICW world title at the SECC, man number three. Never heard a louder pop in my life. Dale McKinnon, Yokozuna after wrestling at the Magnum. He was sitting, signing autographs, and this wee guy sprinted up to the front and shouted, Holy fuck, he's only sitting on one chair. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Stephen Bradley says ICW getting over 6,000 at the Hydro, which is just an incredible achievement. Finn Balor getting announced, Fear and Loading Commissioner, and a good housekeeping series with Wolfgang and Liam Thompson. Very proud that I was, uh, I was involved. Well, you in involved, the involved in that, obviously. I was involved yeah. in the final match now. Matthew Allen, ICW's first show at the Hydro was such a big moment, made everybody around the world aware of how good the Scottish wrestling scene is, hundred percent. West, this one for me was Lionheart's matches in ICW, him taking the Styles Clash with Jackie Polo at Shugs and kicking it at one. That
1: that was, you know, that was that was incredible because obviously with the, that was uh, Adrian's injury and stuff like that, and to actually take I, that again must honestly must have taken some guts. So.
2: And kicking out at one as well, just Aye, David Fle- David Fleming, although it happened in Wales, Triple H turning up at ICW. See I would never choose that as a high point Scottish wrestling. I've got mixed feelings about it. I know what you're feeling. Bronze Cello, then seeing Bronze Cello, then seeing Fight Club documentary for the BBC, yep, indeed. And the first gathering. Oh the gathering. Let's not forget the gathering. Let's not forget the gathering. It was great to see Scottish wrestling drawing 1,000-plus. Some of the names in that card went on to much bigger things. That was a very, very big show, um, The Gathering. That was, I think I was primarily SWA, Peter Murphy, that were behind uh, behind The Gathering. Jim Devaney. The time at the Linwood Tweedy Hall when Big John Tenta shot himself in the ring. <laughs> gift he clearly went for a wee tactical <laughs> fart and misjudged the follow-through velocity. I was front row and the smell was howling. Big John Tenta. Sadly passed away now. For me, it's Gredo versus Drew at the SEC. Everything about that match was great. For four thousand people singing like a prayer to Foley coming out and Gredo winning the belt, an atmosphere I will never forget. No, this I is the point. can believe you he's here. Where I would ask Gredo about that SEC moment and talk us through that match, but you know what, mate? I feel as if I have fucking heard We've I all heard, heard it. All it. I, feel heard I feel as if I've talked talked about him. I mean, he's as me even. I've asked him about it. He will just tell you you'll just be talking about something else and you'll go did I tell you about that time I won the title uh, at SEC (laughs) now you can go wrestling daft by sporting your very own wrestling daft t-shirt that's right it's a wee merch section here you can get your t-shirts at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft no backslashes on there you'll find designs such as I'm a mark I'm a take a bump for you chips, cheese, and Donner meat, and of course, Margaret! 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 era fiend? And big news, you can now get your hands on our new t-shirt based on Gredo's encounter with Goldberg, where he told him, I'm a wrestler tay." And remember, take a picture so we can enter you into our Hall of Fame. If you get that t-shirt on, get a snap, send it to us, and we will raise you into glory. So check out our Ranger T-shirt and hoodies. Put the links on our Facebook page or Twitter at Wrestling Daft. <laughs> Let's welcome back to the show now a man who recently made his return to the ICW by saving Gredo himself. He is one half of Scotland's greatest tag team and is a champion of self-isolation. Just check out his TikTok for proof of that. It's Davey Blaze. How you doing, mate? No bad, guys. How are you? You are right. Aye, I'm I'm good. I'm good. How you How you finding this lockdown life, mate? How's How Piece does a, a pro, piss. What does a pro wrestler day in this lockdown life? What does he do? How does he feel his days? Well,
0: I don't know about any other pro wrestler, but Davey Blaze, right? Um, I wake up with my scratcher. Right. Uh, I just take a look at my window, inhale breath like fresh air, and I go, right. Let's start the day. Montage music. I the tiger. Smell like a couple of raw eggs fucking smash a bottle of vodka no, and I don't I only do it after five o'clock um, but sometimes I make my mom like a cup of tea and that maybe a wee rolling sausage maybe egg you kind know, of hard yolk whatever she wants what, a, mean, nice on, what yeah. a nice boy
2: hold on what a nice boy you're doing that
0: you're <laughs> I hitting other people fuck <laughs> I know I was out doing a garden the day so I was
2: <laughs> aye what were you doing were you mowing uh, were you mowing
0: no I was uh, strimming all the weeds away and egg cleaning all that up
2: so strimming's good fun isn't it I quite enjoy it oh, aye str- I, uh, um, I love it man know annoying when that wee wire breaks though Does that wee wire ever break? That's fucking oh, annoying. You know wire the, wire, from it from it. the wire The
0: wire picked up a stone um, Yesterday when I was doing it And smashed me right in the leg Rattled it, it right that. against
2: your shin Rattled oh, it happens all the time I
0: nearly, I nearly done a fucking 100 meter
2: cross with the hangman. Aye So this is your uh, this, this is one of the best gardening podcasts You can listen <laughs> to here Talking about Oh it's amazing Strimming injuries. I was in the garden yesterday, David. Let me just say we'll continue on this theme. I was in the garden yesterday, and I was breaking up a wooden pallet, right? I shut up, John. Right, a wooden pallets. pallet. Right, <laughs> up, right, okay. Right, aye. Very funny. I was breaking up a wooden pallet, and I, I was talking to my, my little assie, and I took a step backwards and stood right on a rusty nail. Oh. Right through my sweat, right? right into my foot. So I was like, oh, no, man. Well, I had to go and get a tetanus jag this morning. So I had to go and get a, a tetanus injection. And I was like, obviously, because I was like that, You know, I've been trying really carefully not to be going out or going anywhere where I could get the virus. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, man. Now I need to go and get a jag. Um, but I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. I'm surviving. I'm, surviving. I'm glad,
0: I'm glad to hear so that.
2: Up. you've started TikTok, haven't you? You've started TikTok. Aye. I'm the man. Right. So explain to me, right, just imagine I'm I'm as Imagine I'm like 42 years old, right, an old guy, right? Right. And I don't, I don't really get what TikTok is, right? What, what is TikTok? Just explain it, explain it to me, let me that.
0: So, right there, this is TikTok, right? You don't so need to take it that
2: far. Don't even <laughs> call me that. Let's know. So but what is it? What
0: is it? So basically, TikTok. Um, obviously, it's an app, right? But. It's an app that's literally like revolutionized the twenty first century. It's it's took off right?
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: basically what you do, you create this app and then you go into it. And then you've got the option to kinda of watch everybody else's video. And it's like they do challenges. So it's like dance challenges or you mind somebody's voice. Or mm-hmm. it's like you do like singing challenges and all that pish.
2: David, tell me, tell me honestly, how often you get in the body? In these uh, TikTok videos,
0: every single time, mate. Every <laughs> pet mate. Peck poppin'. I'm like here. Throw a berry half up Throw a berry in. <laughs>
2: <laughs> because you have been, uh, you've been hitting the gym big time. Well, obviously before the pandemic came in Aye. big time, you've been you've been hitting that gym. You've been you've been in the best shape I've I've seen you. Pff, mate, I've
0: been the best shape I've seen myself, in, honestly. Mm. Aye. Uh, I was trying to tweet Big Terry Cruz the other day. I was like, I, big man, I was. Like, I'll be drinking that. Try to do up my titties and just I just get patched. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but how's aye. that? How's that been for you though? I mean, because is is it big? Wolfgang's gym? You've been going in here, isn't it?
0: That's right. Aye, aye, that's right. It's it's been brilliant because it's me, Wolfgang, obviously, eh, Molly Spartan, eh, BT Gunn, Steve Xavier, Keely Ray. It's like we're all training in there together.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so it's like it's good because you're all pushing each other. and, Everybody's day like we do like different kind of circuit exercises and um, we keep each other going and stuff like that. So Aye. it's good. It's good. And every single one of is just, like all improved in uh, physique and like phys- uh, and stamina and endurance. And stuff
2: like that. so it's good. It's 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 gone well. What kind of training does a wrestler do? Does a does a, does a like so? Let's say me right. I've started going right. I, I can't just spend this whole fucking lockdown eating chocolate and drinking wine and eating fucking macaroni <laughs> cheese and no, all that. Right? I need to. <laughs> <laughs> and then they exercise, so I was like, I need to get some stuff, and I got a pull-up bar for the snoring, and get just get some stuff to do some exercise, right? But that's just me thinking. I want to get kind of just you know stoke myself if I can just go on right off the cliff, right? Aye. But what does what does a wrestler need today? What is you what what kind of what's your focus when you're training? Are you focusing more for things like endurance and stamina, or are you are you focusing on look? Well, mainly.
0: Mainly like, what what wrestlers mainly focus on is core strength. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, your, your core, your balance. Um, <clears throat> so it's like, what we would usually do is like, we would focus on like, kind of, like kettlebell workouts, um, like free weight, like right. free weights, right? Or body weight workouts. Um, if you're going to work on your core and you want to like, kind of tone up, build up your... Like the strength and your muscles and tone up and stuff like that. Then we use what like, a deck of cards, right. and then basically each suit on the deck of cards, you basically you decide right. I've got four workouts here, four suits, and then you basically you turn the care there, and whatever man it lands on, see, like it's like a ten of hearts, so you would deal like it ten ten press ups, right? Uh, clubs. Sports. Right, so if, I,
2: so if I'm doing it that way, I'm going, oh, he's a two, he's a fucking two, man. Every time, oh, it's a two, you're a dancer. It's a two, it's another two. It sounds like a nightmare So, so there's going to be people out there, listening to us, I would imagine, you know, right, who. Here's me, I'm visualising what our audience looks like, right? Aye. I'm thinking they're probably. The majority of them are guys, right? There's probably a, a fair proportion of women that listen as well, right? That's all right, yeah. But they're. <laughs> favourite. So this is their favourite episode. They're probably all out of shape, mate, right? They're probably all kind of gone for out of shape to really fat, right? So quite an ugly, grotesque audience, I imagine, we've got, right? Really, some Nick. I would describe them as some Nick, the audience, right? No. <laughs> no. Let's imagine they've got knee uh, exercise equipment in their house, right? And they want to come out of this lockdown in good shape, right? And in, in shape where they could start a TikTok and all that and deal with a hanger, right? right? <clears throat> what what kind of advice would you have for them for like exercises that they could date in the house that does not involve any special equipment? You know what I mean? you any advice would, for them?
0: I would basically <clears throat> I would say look, get up off the couch, kick it right up fucking against the wall, put it on fucking YouTube. Make sure you're in like hot pants or a, a pair of spandex or your nozzle's wheeling back to front so it tickles your boys when you're doing it. Well whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, stick on uh, the village people macho man and then start doing like the kinda Hey, just fucking sweat it right out, mate. Sweat it out. Get your knees up. Get your knees up.
2: That wasn't I, the advice I expected, to be honest. <gasps> I expected you're gonna like, well, here's what you could do, you could do you, could do. you get yourself done, you do ten pish. Per- Push ups, EDD, then move on to uh, move on to some squats. Move. I wasn't expecting fucking village people.
0: Oh, or I could just come up to this and get a great good seat, mate, because sure you're doing it properly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is I oh. can sense that everybody's going a bit fucking stuff crazy with this. Oh, I know, this mate, quarantine, obviously. carry on. So you <clears throat> must be gagging to get back into the ring, mate, because obviously you you had your big comeback. You were back in business, you were wrestling again, and then, fuck's sake, a global pandemic happens, everything shuts down. You must be desperate to get back in.
0: I am gun. I'm ganting. I'm ganting. Honestly, I'm choking. See, see when this pandemic's earned in me, mm-hmm. see whoever I'm in the ring me, go to help them. Go, honestly, mercy have on their soul. They're getting leathered. Absolutely leathered.
2: Who would you like in that ring with you? When you come back, what would be your dream? What's your dream first match? And I mean, let be realistic here, though. I don't want you hitting out with like the ultimate warrior, right? I'm not, <laughs> kind, of kind, of dream. not <laughs> kind of like deep guys, not a like uh, somebody on the scene. Somebody on the scene uh, who would be your dream return match?
0: I'd probably say Wolfgang. Wolfgang,
2: aye. Get it, get it, get a get Ah. When
0: was right the last? Around. When was
2: it? When was the last time you worked Wolfgang? I'm, I must think Maybe The Belladrum The last so, time I worked Wolfie
0: so uh, from Must have been Maybe last Last year
2: last Maybe last
0: year, year. Aye right. Because obviously After that It was like, um, WD, like Things were kicking off For him with like WWE And everything else and, like, and other companies We were only like We weren't like you Kind know, of wrestling each other Because In other companies like, We were doing Kind like, you know, of different things Like storylines And stuff like that So I'd probably say The Belladrum
2: What's been the general? What's been the general vibe like? If he's been, I mean, you must have been talking to other wrestlers and all that. What's everybody kind of thinking about this? Carry on. What's, what's the what's the general vibe? Are people people in a downer? Are people being reasonably positive about it? What's what's the feeling but you're getting?
0: All the all the people that obviously that I speak to in wrestling about it, they are kind of understanding, and mm. they they obviously know what kind of right, we should be doing this and blah, blah, blah. And if everybody follows the rules and does what they're meant to be doing, then hopefully it should kind of calm down.
2: So, but there's a lot of talk in there. There's talk in there that these kind of events, events with big audiences and stuff like that, might not be back until next year. It's like, Aye. there's a lot of talk about how it might be done for the rest of the year. So what are your, what, what's your plans like? How are you going to, how are you going to keep yourself occupied? Is it going to be a challenge to keep yourself fit and ready to wrestle? Do you think? If if the layoff becomes that long,
0: I would probably say <clears throat> as long as you're because I've I've got a bike right and obviously you can you can mm. get for a jog, so obviously if you've got an area right and you like a mat like on the carpet even if you know if you keep up like kind of practicing like your rolls like feeding up like feeding up right to the right like just your generic stuff. Like, you're learning training, aye. right? I'd probably say, like, <clears throat> if it gets to that point, then I, You're going to need to like, can I just keep going and, like, keep doing your roles and stuff. Keep, like, going to run cycle to keep up your cardio. And then when it becomes time and you get back into the ring, like, every other thing, like, can I run in the ropes and all the other stuff, it's just, like, basically, you're not going to forget that, but you just don't want to become aye, aye. rusty with other things, so... It's just that this people is the using interesting
2: another. thing, isn't it? This is the interesting thing because you hear about wrestlers <clears> who have, let's say they have a year out because of injury or something, right? Mm-hmm. And they come back and they all say, every single wrestler says that ring rust is a real thing. You know what Aye. I mean? If you, have that, if you have that time off. We're facing a scenario here where for a lot of people, for a lot of wrestlers out there, they're all going to be coming back at the same time once these measures relax. So you're going to see Full promotions that are dealing with ring rust, if you know what I mean. So I suppose it's going to take a wee bit of time for everybody to get back up, taking a of, you know a hundred percent.
0: Hi. I know, I know, fucking like a hundred percent for myself. Maybe I got a few others. Like the minute it's all right to go into like kind of the training schools, for instance, and like mm-hmm. be back in people again. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to take, I'm going to go down to like GPWA, and I'm going to get in the ring be manning the boys or uh, manning the lasses and like, run the ropes and do like, kinda, yeah. do like drills and stuff do you know what I mean just to kind of get back going and get back into the motion and like, just make sure that I've no weight in the ring myself so aye. Aye, I'll be doing that for certain
2: think there's any wrestlers out there who, <clears throat> let's say there is a year but I think, think we might lose any wrestlers by which I mean think there might be any wrestlers who kind of they take a year off and are no day in it and then they kind of don't come back you know what I mean they don't they maybe lose that wee bit of shape and a wee bit of training and maybe thinking I'm not going to get back into the game now I maybe just get a bye I
0: would probably say like, I'm not being bad but I'd, I'd probably say the sort of wrestlers that might do that is the ones that are kind of low let's see, like, like kind of no name value and Aye. no on shows <coughs> so it's like with this pandemic happening now with them already not being on enough shows as it is with this maybe we continuing for a year Mm-hmm. I think th- people at that kind of stage, and maybe like some trainees would be like going, "Do you know what? I don't know if this is going to go back. There's not really any like point in doing it." Then, I'll, I'll move on. You know, I, but I think the the guys like that are well established, like higher level, uh, yeah. um, like pros. Uh, I'd probably say like maybe they would like can I let like, still go? It's only a year, but the fuck's yep. a year? Do you know what I mean? And boom. Uh, you'd be back before you know
2: it. How would you feel about, like, let's say, it ends up, it's looking like it's a scenario where there isn't going to be any live events for, um, you know, for a while, for a year or something, and ICW, let's say, right, I'm just t- com- completely yep. talking just after the my head here, ICW, for example, says, look, well, for ICW On Demand, we want to day some shows that are behind closed doors with need no audience. Would you... Would you bend on that? Would that be a weird experience? A hundred percent,
0: absolutely. Um, like, because at the end of the day, you're a you're a wrestler, so it's like that's your job. And to me, it's like I could wrestle with my mates on a camera in front of a, a crowd, hardly any in the crowd or till it any crowd whatsoever, because it's I, I'm the one for the wrong reasons. I, I can I love it do you know what I mean so it would it would not matter a difference to me plus I'm I'm nearly a job um, but I, I I think it would be like great to like learn uh, how to work and how to entertain and like feel that like kind of feel I'm trying to think how you word that like what it's like just to put that uh, audience feedback aye, just uh, aye aye do you know what I mean like just kind of Deal and learn how to like kind of work in that environment. I think right. it would be like, a great kind of experience. Do you know what I mean? So it would be if if I know that because I've, I've been talking to Dallas and stuff, <clears throat> and um, Dallas is like he's going to day like some new content for on demand. Mm. Um, it's like basically like, like total recalls and stuff like that and everything else. But as as far as like kind of going and like wrestling in empty venues, I I think it could be like a possibility. Uh, I'm again. I'm just like, talking the same as yourself. It, it, it could eventually like, end up with like, a possibility. It was like, something like that could maybe happen uh, if, if this continues to go any longer. Um, but I only think they would do it if, if obviously, if it was going to be profitable. Like, if it was going to let like, make money Aye. on demand. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously, again, like you're going to be wrestling like, in, in like, an empty venue. Um, still. Keep, like continuing storylines and like putting on matches so um I'm pretty sure it would like if, if it was happen I'm pretty sure that like, it, it would like kind of do well on on demand and I mm. think everybody would like
2: kind of stand behind the company and would like, there it gives, it gives the fans a chance to support the company Aye Aye um, what, what do you think is going to happen on the storyline front as well see if there is a big layoff right if there's a big gap what do you think what, what, what should a wrestling promotion day storyline wise do you think, think a wrestling promotion should just like continue for where it left off or do you think it's, it's a better idea to kind of acknowledge there's been a big gap and maybe take that opportunity to be a kind of relaunch or a, you know because there's probably no being let's take icw for example there's probably no been for a long time with ICW, um, a period where there's been a big layoff of matches and storylines yep. and stuff like that. So, I mean, what would you do? gain like, you the book. What would you do? Would you want to continue the storylines that were already running, or would you go? Well, here's an opportunity to kind of step back and go right. How do we set ourselves up going forward? Maybe a kind of new, like a, a new direction. I
0: would be, I would be fifty-fifty. but I would, I would look at what we had running before the before, let me kind of this whole situation happened. And I would look at the, mm-hmm. the storylines It was like very big storylines. So the storylines that people that are still invested in and I would look at others and then go, right, this is the storylines that people were well like, just phase it in and out. Right. right? So I would go, we'll still keep the important ones that everybody's still tuned in and still wanting to see. We'll still keep them going. And basically, we'll, we'll work into promos like the, the minute we're back and, we're ready to go again eh, back running in full shows in front of crowds we'll we'll do pros and we'll kick it off there the other ones that they're not really too fussed about are hardly interested about Aye There's no point in keeping To me is like I wouldn't want to keep The wrestlers going If they wanted to do something else I'd be like, Right let's run these Into another angle aye, Let's do something else is, Do you know what I mean And it keeps everything fresh
2: So it might be a wee <coughs> chance To kind of let things That maybe one the work Let them slide a wee bit aye. And kind of Turn away from it Do you think There might be some wrestlers That think as well Right If, I'm, if I've been out the public eye For a year Maybe this is a chance for me to change my my gimmick or change my style of working or change my look. Don't you, you might see a wee bit of that as well. Aye, possibly. Um, aye, you probably could. Aye, because um, this is
0: this is like the kind of times where you bid, because like, you've got nothing really else today, haven't you? So mm-hmm. you, you, you would sit there and like, use your initiative, think how to, like, can I better yourself? How to, like, can I come up with like, a better gimmick? A better character? And, work on promos and, like, watch old matches and try and come up with, like, a better, uh, like, a move set or something that you would do, like, in, like, a spot, like, a running spot for your, your, your stuff. So it's, like, there's a lot of homework that everybody could be doing, including myself, um, during this moment in time. Absolutely.
2: It's interesting, isn't it? Because it's really, it's really weird because, obviously, normally in wrestling, you have things like, you know, Triple H gets an injury and then he's out for, like, six to eight months. Or something, and you always have fans kind of anticipating, like when is he coming back, and what is he going to be like when he comes back, and now you've got like this situation where there's loads of people are going to be away for ages. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just so, it's just weird, man. The whole thing's weird. That's what I'm saying. The whole thing Mate, is I'm,
0: mental. I'm, I'm waiting. Arnold Schwarzenegger fucking showing up in George Square, with a big disco ball, and it's good. Just it fucking happen. ready to cause it. Aye, i
2: wouldn't even be surprised, I'll right? So <laughs> how can Women listening to us out there, right, are gonna to wanna to know where the best places to find David Blaze is so where should they follow you? They follow you on they should follow you on Twitter, right? You know the time to hit out all well, your social media accounts stuff, your TikTok name on it so everybody can find so, you. So where do we find you?
0: So so ladies, right, if you're good looking and you're air a five, right? You go to fucking TikTok ladies, right, and you go, ah, David Call fifty-seven right, and you'll find me there I'll blah ah, chip chip wow, right? you head there to Twitter right and you go at David Blaze UK and you'll see me going here bounce a berry right off that fucking bad boy and if you want the personal details Facebook right and you go David Coyle you send me a DM with your number a wee fucking hanky I go at my booby and I go right boof there's my dress up the road cheesy pasta go it right in your mouth right into the manger have a fucking a wee, a wee nun a wee sherry <laughs>
2: Amazing promo. That's oh, going to be used. That promo is going to be up there with all the dusty roads promos. Mate, I'll be shown
0: in the performance centre, mate. Lad. this is
2: what you did It, will be. it Davey,
0: will be. I've got, I've
1: got to, I've got to ask oh. you as well, because you are the social isolation champion, as I've yeah. seen in TikTok. What is the crack with Davy's kitchen nightmares, which I've seen Facebook Live? Davy's kitchen nightmares. that has been advertised on the Garage Facebook yes. page. What, yes. what is this all about?
0: So basically, um Davies Kitchen Nightmares, right? Um <laughs> I done these fucking live Facebook things and the other one that I done was like a karaoke one and I called it Davies eighties mega mix karaoke night, right? <laughs> I'll be I'll be bringing that one back as well. <laughs> but um Davies Kitchen Nightmares. So I, I brought that back last Thursday there. Um Thursday night, half seven booth, made cheesy past right fucking cunt's shit for it, mate, honestly. The world stood still, right? And um, the garage, obviously, most are shit for it as well. And uh, I, I got a message off one of the managers, and he's like, ah, mate, Boof, we all love Davies Kitchen Nightmares. Oh, boy, blows the socks right off his. He's like, do I have to take care of the Facebook and come on and do it live on Sunday night? I was like, big man, this is, does this taste look bothered? I was like, ah, Biff I'm coming on, Give your details. So this Sunday, 7 o'clock, the garage Facebook live, Davies Kitchen Nightmares is kicking off. And I'm going to make an absolute belting dish. Honestly, Belton. Can you give us a preview of what you're you're going to concoct? Oh, what
2: are you uh, going to make? What are you going to
0: make? A, a bit of fucking uh, French toast, feeling at the tap bit, mate, mate. Maybe a fucking side salad at the side. I mean, just to keep the carbs in. <coughs>
2: a, a bit of fucking maybe French toast. Maybe you should re- you should release a cookbook, man. <laughs> you should release a cookbook where when you turn to the recipes, that's what they're all called. Things like that. A bit of fucking French toast. Some (laughs) fucking can be (laughs)
0: faster.
2: An omelette. A fucking (laughs) omelette. I'll call it it.
0: simple as fuck. Get it done.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant, man. Listen, Davey. thanks so much for coming on. We'll get you back, I think. Is Davey our first person to come on twice? No, that was Shah. I've had Shah
1: on twice, but Davey's the second one, aye.
2: Davey, you're the same uh, guy come on twice. You'll be coming on again, don't worry about that. I'm a Thanks fucking trailblazer, mate. No, cheers for having me, guys. Mate, cheers too, for having right. me. It's nice to talk to you as well. Davey, you stay safe, right? Used too, guys, all right? Love you. Stay safe, man. Right, cheers, catch Davey. you later. See you later, Davey. Thank you. Peace later on. It's now time for your chance to win a Crater beer 52 in our match of the week, and... And these days, where it's, you know, it's hard to come by some beer, isn't it? you have to go to the supermarket if they wear a mask, put a wee clubs on, or if they stand two metres away from people, everybody's maybe, maybe smiling, everybody's on down, downer, not, right? right. But you can have the beer coming straight to your door. We pick a classic wrestling match to watch, and all you have to do is answer a question on it. Last week, we chose the backlot brawl between Goldust and Roddy Piper and asked you to give the Reggie plate to the car involved, and it was LFG. R694 United one. won if you got that right right now it's time for another match now I want to take you back to the 3rd of September oh hold on hold on it might not be the 3rd of September it might actually be the 9th of March I think it's the 9th of March 1998 right and it was Kurt Hennig versus Ric Flair two of my favourite wrestlers of all time love Mr Perfect right Kurt Hennig versus Ric Flair and it was on a, a WCW Nitro show tell me this Here's the question you need to answer. Who turns up at the end of this match? Who turns up at the end of this match? Big moment, big moment. I'll be honest with you, it doesn't really eventually pan out as, as the months go by in the way you'd hope. It was a big moment at the time. Everybody who gets the right answer will go into the draw you want to win a of Beer 52. You can enter by checking out the match and answering the question on the Wrestling Daft Facebook page or replying to the tweet on Twitter at Wrestling Da. So anyway, John, what's your what's your plans for uh, the re- the rest of the um, wrestling week? Are you going to be watching any more shows? Catching up any more stuff? I'm going to be watching the uh, Stone Cold's interview with Ric Flair for sure. Definitely, you you'll
1: really enjoy that. I
2: bet spe- he starts greeting and everything. Oh, it's, of course he does. He starts greeting every two minutes.
1: Aye, that's true. Uh, but no, it's, it's really it's really good. It's so really good. But in terms of the wrestling week, I think I'll be. I, I've been watching a lot of wrestling. I've been catching up on a lot of stuff on on the network, which is brilliant.
2: Me? What am I going to do? I'm going to watch a Ric Flair documentary and I'm going to dig out some of my old wrestling games. I'm in the mood for a Goa Virtual Pro Wrestling 2 on the N64 again. And and I'm in the mood for a game of King of Coliseum on the PS2 and a wee bit of Fire Pro Wrestling D on the Dreamcast. So I'm going to dig out some of my old wrestling games. We should talk about that one episode. The punter's at home. Let us know if you would like uh, as today, be a wee bit of a special on wrestling computer games because I would quite like to talk about my vast collection of wrestling games uh, and I'm talking about things like Japanese Super Famicom games uh, about fucking obscure Japanese Wii and the wrestling promotions <laughs> and all that, right? I've got that a lot.
1: And of course you have your own uh, t- uh, YouTube channel as well, consolevania as well, you might as well I, that
2: I, console, and, and, and if anybody is into the computer game stuff, I do a show called Consulvania. I've done it for many, many years now. And you can uh, catch us on YouTube. Just search for Consulvania, C O N S O L E V A N I A. You can get us on Twitch, twitch.com forward slash Consulvania, and, uh, and you can also support us on Patreon as well. That's that's my regular job. That's my day to day job, mate, Consulvania. So, with that said, John, I'm going to find nothing out and play some computer games, uh, and I'm going to let you just get back to whatever, whatever it is that your life is in front of me. have <laughs> a picture of the Mean Street posse. Yeah.
1: Right, thank, thanks, mate. And uh, remember to rate, review, subscribe, do that all on Apple, and get signed up to the Patreon as Ab says patreon.com forward slash wrestling.
2: <laughs> See, if you had a tele show, John, what would be your catchphrase if, if, if you're a comedy? Exactly, if, so, if you had
1: a tele show? Uh, you've got Up the roads. grado got It's Yourself. What would be my catchphrase? See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. See ya,
2: John. Wouldn't want to be ya. (laughs)